In fact, when I first started these, I used to used to do episode numbers, and I've lost track of where we are now. Um, but here we are. Anyway, we're back another week, another podcast, um, and once again, the Wrexham Texan himself has joined me. So, welcome, Jamal. Thank you for having me, Matthew. A pleasure as always. Love talking Wrexham, and what what better to talk Wrexham with than uh, than someone who can break it down like yourself? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. No. Um, so, usual format today, we will go over the news um, and the uh, and the bits. Uh, we'll touch on the documentary. We won't touch on it if you haven't seen it, so we'll go into that in a minute. Then we'll go over the Saturday's mayhem, uh, the bedlam, um, uh, at Salford as Wrexham sort of subjected us to another heart-stopping sort of uh, uh, a game. Uh, and then we'll look ahead briefly to Bradford and we'll touch on Sutton, which is the midweek game uh, following it. But obviously, uh, you can't really talk too much about that one because there's so much that can happen in the Bradford game, innit? So, um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that if that's uh, that's okay with you. Yes, sir. Let's get to it. Okay, so if we, we'll start with uh, we'll start with club news and official news. There is some big news which we'll touch on after, um, but we'll start with official club news. Um, and I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna bring up a page, and obviously because we're uh, we're doing this on multiple formats now on YouTube and on podcasts and on uh, Wrexham Premier Radio. Um, this bit won't be so good for radio and podcasts, but will make sense for the YouTubers. I'm just bringing up the the club page, um, which we've got an academy manager now. Um, so a name that not something that's been massively talked about, but obviously that's the person that's going to start pulling the strings for us now. Um, with regards to uh, you know setting up um, and running a an academy that will bring us future sort of stars and players, uh, we used to be well regarded for this type of thing. Um, all, some of the managers that we've had disregarded it; would rather the money went on the first team players rather than on this type of thing. So we're lucky now. Um, but obviously, uh, we've appointed uh, Andy Lowe, who's come from Hartlepool United. Um, he's forty-two, uh, apparently. And, uh, yeah, he's got vast experience in that field, so he'll know what's required and what's needed um, with regards to um, all the regulations that they have around how far away you can pinch a player from, et cetera, et cetera, because there's rules about where, where players can live and where they've, you know, how close they have to be to a club. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. So that's, a, that's, that's something that in the background, you know, we'll hardly ever talk about it probably, but in the background, that'll be a really big thing. Um, you know, a lot of people might have missed that. I'm sure. I don't know whether you probably did see it, Jamal. But um, it's more of a background thing. But it's important for the future, and it does show that that Rob and Ryan are making sure that that that's uh, you know that's important, and uh, they're keeping their promise with regards to that. If that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I saw that. I, I I skipped on it, or I'm sorry, I read upon it when uh, when it was announced. Um, it, it is something important, especially as the club grows and grows and goes to these higher leagues eventually um your investments need to start paying paying themselves and those investments being those players so um at the end of the day it's a business and this is a very important part of the business so it is important and as you said it's important to have owners and a management that understands that so big move not the sexy move yeah. uh, not the headline grabbing news but uh, but it is very important 
Yes, I mean the the main thing is obviously if you know you produce a player is is much is much cheaper than obviously buying a player. So especially as we get up further up the leagues, one, two, three, you know, really good quality youth team players, you know, allows you to invest in that big, you know, in that that bigger that bigger move that you potentially need to do. So so that was really good. That was a that was that was good. Long awaited. Um, uh, then we just have a couple of sort of uh, reports, uh, a bit of activity, I guess, to, uh, to touch on. Um, so we had a couple of games uh, from some of the other teams, the reserves and the ladies. So we'll touch on the reserves first. So um, the reserves went to Pre- uh, Preston, I think it was. Uh, Preston North End, yep. Uh, and uh, 1-2-1. Um, Callum Edwards... Uh, and Rio Owen with the goals would appear. Um, so again, again, not very sexy, just happening in the background. But as you can see from that photo, there's some young faces in that. So those young faces are getting experience with, um, you know, in te- against teams and players will have a bit more experience, be playing at a higher level. Um, and now and again, obviously, they might face, uh, you know, a first teamer or two coming back to fitness and what have you. So they'll get they get that extra bit of experience from that. So that's really important for both development. Um, and obviously, where needed, it allows us to uh, it allows us to get players fit again. So um, from uh, from memory, it was quite a young side that we put out. Um, so uh, I don't think if I'm just looking there. Ashfield played, who came on in the crew. There was nobody there really that was uh, first team sort of, uh, you know, first team uh, uh, level. So again, nice little win for them. Um, but the big, the, the big win came from the ladies. Um, so they had some good news, obviously, with games being uh, either shown on S4C or being streamed now. And I believe this one was streamed by the club on the on the website. I think it was. Um, so they went away to Pathelli in the cup, the Butte Energy Welsh Cup. Uh, and put in a convincing performance with a 13-0 win. Um, so just showing that they, you know, they really are a step up above Pacelli. Um And uh, I guess the star of the show for once wasn't necessarily Rosie, because um, Ava Suckley scored six goals. So uh, you'd be quite happy after that. I would hope everybody bought her a drink, um, and she didn't have to buy herself a drink on the bus on the way home. Um, you'd be hoping everybody else would buy you a drink, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> Because uh, to score six goals, it's, it doesn't happen. It happens very rarely. Um, I mean, you don't win thirteen nil very often, um, but it, uh, it, it happens very rarely. So that was that was a good a good little win for them in the cup. Um, I noticed they were able to sub quite a lot of the first teamers off quite early to rest them and save them, uh, and give some minutes out to other players as well. So they'll be pleased all round with that. Um, they'll have avoided injury. You know, just got the job done. Um, and uh, yeah, some uh, some of the other players got some minutes, so that was uh, that was really good as well. Um, moving on to the documentary, um, I did uh, we, we, again. We won't spoil it. We won't go into great detail. But before we mention it at all, did you see any? Uh, it was two episodes for us. I'm assuming it was the same for you. I don't. Did you see any uh, any of it? Yeah, I saw. Um, well, unfortunately, I saw the first episode. That was supposed to be my big TV debut, but I guess I didn't make the final cut. Um, uh. That but was... uh, I was excited for that one. That was a South End match. That was that a match was the South I had End game, to. yeah. Um, and then uh, I caught about seventy five percent of the uh, of the Ben Foster episode. Yeah. Um, I just I got caught up with work. I got a phone call. I had to take care of that. But I need to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Um, but it's I think we mentioned it in one of the in one of your podcasts. Uh, 
the first couple episodes wasn't very much focusing on the football. Now we're getting back to the football, and those are my that's my favorite type of content. So okay. I'm loving it. I, yeah, I've been yeah. loving these last few episodes. Yeah, they spend the uh, one of the episodes is <coughs> covers a uh, it was about a three three of three four week period where we had nine games in the end because of delays and cup games had got moved, etc. So um, it shows that grind. Um, just in the in the new year, I think it was February March time where we had uh, a lot of a lot of fixture congestion, injuries. Um, there's obviously a bit of Rob Layton in the episodes. There's a bit of Mark Howard in the episodes. Obviously, they sh- they cover in the second episode the the signing of uh, Foster. The most touching bit for me was the uh, Anthony Ford bit um, because I'm not sure whether a lot of people necessarily knew because the club had done quite a good job of keeping that quiet. Um, what was happening in the background. So I'm not sure necessarily that everybody knew what was going on. Um, so uh, it was nice to see, uh, it was nice to see that, uh, that sort of section. And, uh, you know, obviously we keep wishing him well, cause that's, that's something that you keep battling that, isn't it? You know, so, uh, you know, they, yeah. uh, you know, that those trials and tribulations. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was the, that was the most emotional part of that episode. As someone who who follows Rexham pretty heavily, I would say myself, uh, yep. I had no idea about that. So right. they did a they did a fantastic job of of letting him um, or respecting his privacy and yeah, it was very very unfortunate and um, like uh, like you I mean, that's why I love these type of episodes. When I'm watching those, I think back of all the memories and everything I was going through when when all this was happening, and I remember around that time a. a of a year I was really excited because my flight was a few weeks away and yeah so and so but then you get in depth and you find out things that are happening besides behind the scenes that you had no idea and so um very very interesting perspective I, I wish it wasn't um I wish it was better yeah better news and I hope he's doing much better now but uh but yeah that was uh that pulled at my heartstrings big time to, yeah. you know I think everyone can relate everyone has a mother everyone has a has a brother and so um just you know really praying and hoping he's he's doing much better um so again yeah we won't spoil any more of that but uh two two episodes for us they were about 30 odd minutes they were about half an hour long each episode for us um you're probably because we watch them on disney plus uh we don't get the, any adverts you probably get out if you're watching them i'm guessing you're getting adverts and stuff so uh it out yeah it was a weird it was a weird layout um i I'd, I'd like to know how how they had it laid out for you all because over here the first episode was about 45 minutes long and i remember thinking like well this is kind of weird are they going to follow up with the second because they usually just have an hour time slot on yeah. on t- cable television um and then they had a i think it was closer to 30 it, it wasn't as long as the first but was it the same for you all was it so no when i looked this morning if they were because they they become available for us about eight o'clock. Um, so there was two 30 odd minute long episodes because uh, we don't get uh, on Disney plus, we don't get any adverts. So it just runs continuous for the 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to assume that it was the same content, but uh, if they were, Spaced if they had to, maybe they did put stuff in for you that was different, but uh, yeah, no, um, that's how it was. That's how it is for us with the, as with it currently on, uh, on Disney plus. So, uh, yeah, grand stuff, uh, and I guess the biggest piece of news this week um, it was uh, was around yourself, wasn't it? Oh well, <laughs> talk Jamal about a curveball. We'll be back in Wrexham. I'll be back in Wrexham. Uh, biggest news since sliced bread. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> I uh, you know every now and then I like to keep my eye on on the on the airlines and 
Um, I just had a flight that dipped to a off offer that I couldn't refuse, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. and uh, jumped on it. And I am extremely excited. I'll be there the end of January. I put a post that got decent feedback. Um, would love to meet as many of the locals as I can. Um, it'd be nice, you know, I feel like I consider a lot of you friends and it's all through Twitter. So I'd love to finally be able to meet in person and, and, you know, have a few drinks. And so um, I'm excited to be back. Well, let's share that so that people can see. Um, I'm going onto your profile. Uh, so there you go. So uh, end of January for the Crawley match, Jamal will be over. Um, and he's, he's up for free beers in the turf for the mice queen <laughs> anywhere else yeah anywhere yeah, anywhere yeah. where people will give you free beer i don't discriminate <laughs> or coke um <laughs> so yeah so that that's good news so obviously you'll be over uh well match tickets will get sorted i have no doubt um that won't be a problem um so people can uh, if people want to fo- can follow you there at jamal colby uh, 713 where, uh, where i'm sure there's some need to the numbers i won't ask you what it is um so people can uh, people can... no no it's something i'm proud about that's uh that's the area code that's the telephone area code for my hometown houston texas so oh, okay uh, i'm a 713 boy okay and the texans had a good win as well on the weekend which uh, which was a shocker to me because i thought the saints would shut them down but anyway that's for another that's for another podcast um <laughs> Uh, we will, we'll talk NFL again. Um, and I will try my best folks not to bring the snow this time. I'm yes, sorry. Don't for bring last the snow. You brought the best. snow last time, obviously brought about a foot of it. Um, and then obviously people can follow, uh, can follow us on, uh, race course ramble on Twitter. People can email us, um, uh, race course ramble at gmail.com. So send people comments and, uh, any, any other feedback through that's cool. Um, I've always uh, I've always wondered is that an actual Wrexham player for um, on the silhouette your on your bat on the logo yeah um, no it isn't somebody desi- uh, I paid somebody to design that logo um, and she did a good job um, because uh, it kind of incorporated as best she could some the sort of floodlight element uh, of our old massive floodlights so uh, so yeah I was uh, I quite I like yeah, quite I like love that. it. Yeah, yeah, I've got. Uh, there are three mugs in the wild with that on. Um, if you're lucky, you will take one back with you. If I remember, I've got two more here somewhere. So um, there are three mugs in the wild. Michael Starkey has one. Neil Smith, who does the music for the podcast, has one, and I've got one—a uh, white mug, yeah. red inside, with that logo on the outside. So, uh, yeah. Please, I'd love that. Rare as, ten, rare as hen's teeth, we say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For that, so. Uh, yeah, give us a follow, um, and uh, yeah, we might. Uh, we're uh, we, well, we've promised to go park running. I'm going to hold you to that. I am going to take you to the uh, to uh, to the local national trust uh, property, and you can run around the grounds on the, on a Saturday morning at nine a.m. You'll enjoy that. Yeah, no, I'd love to. The last time I went, I was running in the Ramada Inn, and yeah. um, you know, not the not the not the views, most... but nice and comfy. Exactly. Yeah, no, we'll do a park run. Uh, we do 5K, starts at 9 a.m., and then normally go and have some breakfast and set ourselves up for the day then. So uh, so that's what we'll uh, that's what we'll do. Nice. We'll get a nice little run in. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the main sort of news and uh, intro stuff out the way. Um, we'll have a break, and then when we come back, shall we talk about the Bedlam on, uh, the Bedlam on Saturday? 
What a game. What a game. More bedlam. We should never be surprised with this Wrexham team, should we? But, uh, yeah. Okay, let's do that. We've had the best home of talent like Joey Jones. And his best made Mickey T. So we're going to have to talk about Saturday um, in a controlled manner. Where, where, where do you want to start with that? Where do you want to start with that bedlam? Um, let's start with the the lineup, I guess. Let's before we go on to anything. What was your uh, what was your feelings when you heard the team news? Because obviously there was what one shock really. Yeah, um, I mean the everything started at uh, right wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was pretty much uh, the same as last week, just with the exception of Aaron James covering uh, covering Mindy. Um, I was excited. I was excited to see. Um, Oh, there you are. I was excited to see how he was going to look. Um, you know, it's it's nerve-wracking to have how old is he? 19, 18? 19, I believe. Yeah, it's 19 and uh one of those things is if he was going to fold under the pressure, if he was going to step up and and uh I think he did a decent job. I he I liked what he did. I you know, it's big very big shoes to fill with Mendy, especially when bringing up the ball, but um I I was impressed. So uh, yeah, I, I had my my magnifying glass on him, and I'm glad that the rest of the lineup didn't change much. Um, yeah. I think I said it before. I, I think uh, I hate to say it, but I I like um, uh, what's his face there instead of uh, instead of Tozer O'Connell. O'Connell, yeah, yeah. So um, okay, uh, so I was really surprised <clears throat> in the fact that I thought if. Uh, if Ford wasn't fit, I was adamant that we would move a midfielder across, and that um, I th- I thought, of, given the fact was Cannon was suspended, because um, Parkey has mentioned a couple of times that Cannon can play at wing back, um, so obviously that is at some point that might happen. I thought the obvious move was to move James to wing, uh, James Jones to wing back, and bring Luke Young into midfield. Uh, that to me was the call. Um, I can, on one hand, I can see why you would pick a, a an academy graduate if you if it like if you like a youngster to to sort of play. I don't think he did him any favors at all. Watching the game, there was uh, a lot of frustration in the fact that really he'd been thrown under the bus a bit because normally you don't throw somebody in to start a game. You know, you build them up by giving them five or ten minutes uh, appearances as a sub, etc., um, and sort of get them used to it. And at times he did look really out of his depth, um, but it wasn't his fault. That was Phil Parkinson's fault for selecting him. Um, that second goal came down our right-hand side. Um, I can't remember the left-back's name. I don't know whether it was Declan John or the other left, the the other uh, left-sided player. I mean, he had the entire pitch to run into because James had gone bombing on. Um, so it was, uh, it, as I said, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's great that he gives play, players an opportunity, but you've got to give them an opportunity at the right time. And you've got to build them up to start in games against, you know, against experienced players. Um, so I I wasn't keen on that as a starting move. Um, however, ultimately, it doesn't matter because we get away with it and we win the game. Um, but, you know, we're 2-0 down after, what was, what was it? You know, we're 1-0 down after 15 minutes, um, you know that Matt Smith who we put picked out. Like I messaged you, I think, and said, 
you know, we picked Matt Smith out as a problem. Yeah. He was their sort of version of Ollie Palmer. Um, he's a he's a he's a big, useful lad. Uh, Fop Mob gave him man of the match. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, depending which app you use, you might see something different. But um, Fop Mob gave him man of the match um, with a nine. It's it's hard to argue. He was a problem for us for the for a lot of that game. We couldn't quite get a grip on him. He was. Uh, you know, he did play well. He set all their play up. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't... Uh, oh, it was Garbo. It was the other left fullback, um, the ex-Everton youngster. So, yeah, the team surprised me a little bit. But there you go. We still we go out. We support the players. Um, but it wasn't pretty at times. That first half was tough. And we were lucky, really, that we got that goal from Elliot Lee. I don't know uh, where, where you were watching the game, etc. But... Um, you know, I I'd almost missed it because you're not expecting Elliot Lee to pop up at the back post with a, with a header, uh, and it was right the other end from us. So uh, uh, a good goal, but the timing of that goal is key, isn't it? You know, just before half time. Thirty first minute I have written down here. Um, it's uh, funny you mentioned that about missing thirty uh, ninth. It is. Was it thirty ninth? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Thirty ninth league goal off corner corner. Um, it's funny you had mentioned almost missing it. The uh, the TV operator almost missed it. They were showing a replay oh, and right that. before he, yeah, right before he took the corner, it, it was like last second. I would have been livid had we, <laughs> missed, had we missed that goal. But uh, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I guess, I guess for me, it was more of looking at the glass half full. I, I love that Parky had trust in the yeah, young playmaker get totally to, get to throw him in there, but yeah. you're a hundred percent right too. Uh, it's it's one of those you know do you dip your feet in the pool or do you just jump right in and so um i don't know do you think did he do enough to earn a start next week if if hayden or i'm sorry if uh, mendy and uh well ford aren't ready barnett will be back his suspensions his suspensions up so um uh so that'll that will alleviate the problem providing he hasn't got any injuries etc because obviously uh, we don't know that do we um so Barnett will be back. He won't take Barnett's place. Barnett will go straight back in. So if Barnett's fit, Barnett will go straight back in. Um, it will. Um, the question really will be like next this week in training. What's he looked like? Has he looked like that? As uh, uh, as given as he kicked on after it, or as he sort of as he as he expected to go out and play like um, Cafu. Uh, uh, and sort of been really disappointed. I think what we have to remember here, this guy, this it's a 19-year-old who barely had any first team. I think he came on as a sub crew, and I think his real position really is centre back. So we've asked him to. This is what I mean. It was a weird move for me. I thought I I don't un- understand how you can leave Luke Young on the bench and not move Jones across. Um, uh, but as I said, I I. I'm conflicted because I don't understand that was the really obvious move to me. But then obviously at some point we have got to give youth a go. So I just, yeah. you know, I think that giving them a go to start with is the five to 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in games that you're winning easy, um, you know, and there's no pressure on them then so that they can acclimatize. Um, so I, I, that, that, that stood out for me. I wasn't, uh, none of it is on James. It's all on Phil Parkinson. I thought that was a really bad move, but, I understand why people love it. I get that. You know, everybody loves those homegrown players, um, it, certainly in, in, in football. Um, so I do understand it. If that Does that make sense? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying 100% too. Um, 
I don't know. There's so many. This is the fun part about football. There's so many theories. I mean, yeah. you know, does he maybe not want to change the midfield up so they get acclimated to one another and we get ready for this push? I mean, we're right there in the race. Um, I mean, it's still, it's still quite early. Um, is Aaron James, maybe is he up for sale, up for a loan? They wanted to get him some minutes, have some film for him. Um, is there any other players that might be up for sale? I mean, there's just so many rumors and speculations that you could go with because as you're saying, what your lineup makes much more sense. I didn't realize that he was a center back. So for yeah. me, it's like, wait a second. I had no idea. Um, and, the, and to add even more pressure, that was a game where we needed offense after those first two goals. So, yeah. um, man, talk about everything just happening at once, the, the house crumbling around you. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm really curious why they went with that start. Um, now that, now that you mentioned that I, I had no idea who was a center back, but, uh, I mean, but if it he's worked been, out in the end, right? So. If he's been good in trading, as I said, I totally get it. But for me, the time is to give him 15 minutes. You know, it's unfair to throw him in yeah. Yeah. like that. You give him 15 minutes in the next few games. Put him on the bench. If, if he's the best in training out of all the youngsters, put him on the bench for the next four or five games. Give him 15 minutes each game um, uh, or longer if we're not under threat. Uh, and let him let him comfortably come into the team rather than, you know, it, that could have been very different. We could have all been thinking about that game very differently if we'd have lost it, certainly. If we'd have drawn it, maybe. Um, but as I said, none of this is on the player. This That, for me, is on Parkey. Um, and, uh, but we're all different. I, to- I, I get that. Um, but then if you look at the impact we've had from the... the uh, I, I will just say Hayden wasn't great on, on that first Matt Smith goal. Um, you know, we want our best header of the ball. And that's his... That is his, his weapon, is his heading. Um, I was dis- really disappointed to see Hayden get beaten to that one, but again, nitpicking. Uh, but the, the 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 fun started really well when uh, when Jordan Davison uh, and Stephen Fletcher came on, um, which was what let's see, seventy sixty fourth minute. So we're we're having to make changes, minute. aren't we? Sixty fourth minute, chasing the game a bit. What we're going to do? Are we happy with a draw? What's going on? Uh, Jordan Davis comes on. Um, and Stephen Fletcher, and uh, I thought, that, you know, two more meaningful substitutions you might not make all season. They were really, they were to give Parky some credit. They were really good substitutions. Davis came on, um, did did a fine job. Obviously, uh, had a couple of other chances as well. Um, uh, you know, had a header that was just wide. Uh, Fletcher also had some other chances, um, but then both of them took their goals really well. I, I honestly thought there was a there was a moment where I think Fletcher had had a header saved and then pretty much straight away Davis, or a shot, it was a shot, and then Davis, 20 seconds later, missed a header that was, he was free at the back post, and I just thought, this isn't happening today. You know, we were, we were creating chances. We weren't playing well at all, but we were creating chances. Um, and I just thought this isn't this isn't our day. Um, and then upset was obviously Fletcher sort of bundles one in, uh, and the race course, as you can imagine, is mayhem. Um, and then in true Wrexham style, now I think we have to say because we've got a team with insane resilience and character. Uh, Davis, obviously, that was a great move, uh, which Davis uh, bundles in the uh, bundles in the. Uh, the ball at the back. If I say bundle, it was actually a quite a good shot, but you get you get the you get what I mean though, don't you? 
Yeah, no, I um, I think if anything, that just all confirms that uh, Parky listens to this podcast because he made a 64th minute change. Oh, yeah, because you were going on about it late yeah, subs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I so, forgot uh, about that, to be honest. Parky, please give us five stars. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was great to see. I, I Fletcher, the more time you give him there, the better. Um, the guy just makes an instant impact. Um, like you said, though, going back a little bit to the beginning of the match, I need to stop hyping up these players because I just make look like a fool. I was uh, I, I convinced my girlfriend to watch with me and I was telling her about Hayden, how he had such a great game and to be on the lookout for him. And nobody's going to get past a header with him. And of course, he gets a goal. So I need to just yeah. keep my mouth shut. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up that we we missed. I've seen a few people on Twitter talk about looking back at the seventh minute tackle on a Mullen where he looked like he held him down. Uh, yeah. The one on the touchline. Yeah. So in real time, it looked like that should have been in re- a red. I have people, I've read people looking back at it, that it was just a P- P- Mullen didn't help his case. And so what were your thoughts on that seventh minute tackle? Uh, it was a nothing. Uh, they actually did a TikTok. Somebody they had some good footage from uh, from that Mold Road stand of it. Uh, mm. It was Mullen trying to manipulate a situation. It was nothing. Got nothing. It. When you watch it back, it's uh, Mullen is doing his best to make it look like he is. You know, uh, if you and if you, when you watch it back, it it was, it was nothing. But of course, at the time, you don't think you don't sort of react like that. At the time, I was jumping out my seat, shouting, "It's a red card!" Didn't really believe yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't have as good a view, but I just didn't really believe it. Um, I just really wanted, um, you know, to try and influence the ref and start putting some, uh, start some, putting some doubt in his mind, as it were. Um, so well, no, uh, nothing in that for me. Well, Mark Griffiths and uh, and that replay crew did a great job because I was I was livid here. My like, how did they not see that? How did they not catch that? It looked it looked uh, like a WWE kind of tackle there. So. Uh, uh, Okay, that's good to hear. I need to, I need nah. to check out that that little video then. Um, and then another. Yeah, it's on. Thing t- if I... you go on TikTok, it's definitely on TikTok. If you go on TikTok, it, they posted it. Um, I can't remember when, but uh, yeah, the, it was there. Cool. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check that out. And then the other thing that I had noticed, um, just right before half, there was a, a Palmer had missed a shot, and you just see Mullen livid. And I don't think I've seen ah. him go after Palmer like that. Um, Mullen should have been the pass, open pass. I think that would have been a goal had it had it gotten to him. And he just goes off on uh, on uh, on Palmer for for taking the shot. So I just uh, for me, kind of again speculating. I don't know if there's a a chemistry issue between the two because you just see it's just crazy to me how much of a difference uh, Fletcher. Fletcher makes is that more of uh, Fletcher's skill alone, or is it just that he works better uh, as opposed to uh, Mullen and Palmer at the moment? Because I think I think Mullen isn't the Mullen we saw last year. Uh, I oh, think yes. he, it, it takes oh, yeah, a while. He's not quite fit. Yeah, he's not quite yeah, fit yeah, yet. It is takes he? a while. So um, I think we're we're a few weeks away from seeing that that Mullen, and it's going to be scary once he's back. But uh, um, yeah, just something I had noticed. I don't know if you had noticed that as well, or if you could tell at the race course. Um, so I didn't see that. Um, what you're talking about. Um, so I just, it's just a bit of frustration. Um, would be all there, but won't be much in it. With regards to Fletcher, he's coming onto the game 
a different time, isn't he? So he looks good because, you know, he's fresh, fit, normally getting 15 minutes or 10 minutes, isn't he? Whereas this time he got probably half an hour with injury time. So it's easier to uh, come on when you're, you know, when you're the fresher man against the team that's sort of been run ragged by Palmer and Mullin. Uh, that's what I'd say about that, really. I don't. I would have no doubt. I'd have no worries um, about that. Uh, about that little spat. I'd, I'd totally expect that. So, uh, yeah. No, so no based on. Uh, so then, based on what we've seen with Fletcher coming in um, in these later minutes, are you of the camp that would like to see him start a match? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I. Uh, I think uh, he's. Um, I don't know how fit he is because obviously he's had no preseason and Parky always alludes to that. But I think the impact he has in that time when he comes on is enough for us to say I'd like to see him start. Um, but obviously Parky sees him in training, so maybe he knows he's only good for half an hour or fifteen minutes. Um, but you know he he does so much when he comes on; it's incredible. Yeah. So I don't, no, I don't I think, agree. I don't think it'll be long. I don't, I don't think he, he's come here just to be a fifteen-minute cameo every game. I think he'll have been told that you know, if you're good enough and you're fit enough, then it's up to you. You know, for, force your way into the team, no problem. Um, we'll see. And I'm more adamant than ever that I think I mentioned to you about that that Armstrong deal that they uh, that was obviously broke down in the summer. I'm more adamant than ever. I believe that they'll go back on that, and providing he's fit and healthy, um, I I don't believe that they'll. Uh, I, I I fear for Sam Dolby a bit because I I, I think Bick, Bickers will go on loan eventually. I think Dolby will drop down to fifth choice, and he won't get much football. I'm afraid, um, even though he came on with an assist, um, ran around a lot, but you know his uh, his impact on games isn't what it what it needs to be, what we need it to be. So. Uh, I still, I'm still putting it out there with no knowledge of the situation at all. Just, I don't believe you just don't go back for Armstrong. Yeah, I think uh, one thing this club does really well that we saw last year is they not only pick up players or make moves for the current season, but I feel like they do a great job of preparing for the 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 potential of moving up. So I feel like the the squad we had coming into League Two was already going to be a competitive squad. I feel like you add somebody like Fletcher. I see what you're saying. Who replaces the Dolby that's already competing for a League One um, or a, a competitive League One squad. My question to you, let's say in a perfect world, they go uh, Matthew Matthew's route and we have a, a Ford of Mullen, Palmer, Fletcher, Armstrong. What If we needed our strongest squad out there, yeah. what two forwards are you going with? Well, we know one of them. One of them we've been mulling, won't it? You're not. If he's, if you know, if uh, that's the that's the that's the that's the starting point. So the reality is, you're picking one from three, aren't you? Um, because you know Mullin's going to start that gate that start. Um, and I guess form will tell you that at the time. I think, um, I think it would be very interesting. It would be a very hard decision for Parky, but be very interesting to see because um, you know it's it's. You can't. It's hard. It's too hard to predict now because we don't know. You don't know the same way Dolby's form seems to have fallen off. We don't know what. Uh, we don't know what everybody else is going to be doing, do we? So, um, you know, I think if you've paid half a million pound for a player, I suspect there would have to be a good reason for him not to be starting. Mm. So, you know, maybe Armstrong would be uh, would be the guy, but you know, 
whoever's on form doesn't matter. There's three there. Pick one. Whoever's doing the best doesn't matter. Is his uh, is Armstrong's body type similar to uh, Palmer's? He's six foot two, six foot three, quite right, lean. Okay. Um, likes to press, likes to run, um, which uh, we saw more of that from Palmer when he first came. Um, I think they've tried to rein him in. I'm I'm guessing that the he, they've asked him not to run and risk himself and not to expand his energy so much because. Uh, you know that's uh, that that's you know it's not good for you, is it? If you expand, if you're done by sixty minutes, um, it's not good. So uh, so that that's just. But that's again, you know, we're not inside, are we, on that type of stuff? So we're guessing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, mention for John Davis because obviously he scores the winner, the local lad. Everybody, uh, everybody sort of. Well, most people love him, should we say? I think uh, he uh, he's certainly uh, you know goals and assists and set pieces are, are a massive asset. Um, and there he was, wandered in, backstick, controlled that because that ball flew at him, controlled it nicely on his left foot, which obviously helped and uh, raised the roof at the race course, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, it looked uh, it looked amazing on TV. The only other thing from that game that I would pick out is, the, I, and I think I said this on Twitter at the time, one of the worst refereeing decisions I've ever seen was the, was the James Jones booking for simulation. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Uh, another ref who just, I don't know what these refs, I'd been warned by somebody actually who said, because I think a lot of people thought, oh, we're going up the division, we've got out the National League, we won't have crap refs. I'd been warned that these refs were, were as bad as the National League. And so far, I think there's more of them that are bad. Um, uh, you know, I think we're in a worse place from a referee's decision. And that one to book James Jones was ludicrous. I don't know, you might not have seen it. Uh, I don't, you know, because it would have been a quick flash, um, but it was, it was, it was not a dive. It was ridiculous to book him. Yeah, no, I didn't see it, but uh, I, I, everybody kind of had the same, yeah. same sentiment. It's, it, it, I just laughed thinking about it because I felt like the first game or two they were pretty, they did a decent job, the refs, and yeah, it's like okay, this is you know, this yeah. is League two, they lured us into a false sense of security. I know, they they got us, yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of players actually I can't remember I'll have to dig out the tweet um, we've got a few players now on four yellow cards with about four to six games before the cutoff, which um, which means one of two things now um, well maybe three one of three one of a few gives means one of a few things um, either you calculate which game you want a player to miss and you get the yellow card in the game before so if you know you want to rest somebody for a game, you're stacked in like a midfield, for instance, then maybe you'd say to a player, right, take the yellow, we'll, you know, we'll have a rest. Um, not many managers like doing that, though, but um, you know, some will calculate it. Not mentioning any names, Jose Mourinho, who loves to, loves to plan that, that sort of thing. Um, your player plays on eggshells, so he you know, hardly, touches a, hardly touches anybody, um, tries to get past that sort of cut-off point. Um, but again, you know, with ref referees being so erratic, it's tough to do, isn't it? You know, you've only got to breathe nowadays, and some refs will give you a yellow card. So, um, so yeah, we're you know, or you just let you just say to them, just go, you know, just get on with it. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but uh, you know, you can get booked for some silly stuff now. So um, I think I, I hope we're planning it because um, we've got a squad that can compete with that. So I hope we're planning it to uh, to yeah. give a couple of people a rest. Um, should it happen, um, if that makes sense. Um, anything else on Salford? Nicky Butt was there. I saw him. Sort of looked very disappointed um, yeah. in the uh, in the Wrexham Lager stand, which was uh, quite nice. Seeing him uh, 
look so miserable as uh, Jordan Davis rattled home the third. So is there not a, uh, a kind of off topic? Is there not a uh, section for opposing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where with... he was. He was no, in no, the no, no. he was in I the meant... old the, the director's box as it's called. Um, oh, okay, so okay. it's just a boxed off area, pretty much opposite where Ryan and Rob's box is. Um, so in the in the middle of the uh, Wrexham Lager stand, there's a there is a section there for uh, officials from other clubs uh, and officials it, from our it. clubs and uh, etc. So uh, so yeah, they're there. So um, that's where he was. It looked like in that uh, in that video. So uh, nice to see that. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was a, it wasn't a pretty game, but it's one of those that at the end of the, you just take the three points and uh, move on. Um, I, you know, there wasn't much else. I th- Arthur could, perhaps could have done a bit better on their second goal. I'd like to see him catch that ball rather than punch it. Perhaps uh, yeah. his kicking again wasn't as good uh, this week. So hopefully this week in training they're they're at that. The flip side to that, at the end of the game, he comes up with a top save from a header. I don't know whether it was Smith again. Uh, but they, they they created one chance at the end, and uh, he did really well there um, to gather that in. I don't know if you saw if you saw or noticed that. I couldn't mm-hmm. really see it. It was only afterwards on the uh, on the replays on the highlights that I realised how good it was. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anything else then on Salford, or are we good? No, we we are good. Um, like you said, it wasn't pretty, but a lot of times those ugly games are the most exciting ones. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got the three points at the end of the day. That's all that's important. So, and we all got a bit grayer. I've got some more gray. You can't, oh, you can't quite see it. My lighting is very good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a bit grayer during that game, and the, the voice got worse. Um, so, uh, but yeah, those are the morale boosting, you know, those are the morale boosting wins. Before uh, we, we go on, how so was it raining the entire match? No, there was just it, there was just a couple of times where it kicked in um where i think everybody uh, it, on it came in quite big you know i mean we did yeah, have rain yeah. in the week in the build-up um but uh yeah it was there was just a couple there was a few spells through the game where it just sort of it, it lashed it down with uh yeah. some, some fine very fine droplets of rain so i don't know if you could see it on the tv or not at the no, end you... of the, i saw some photos where you can actually see some big dollops but uh yeah it wasn't all game Okay, yeah, because you couldn't see it on TV, and then there was maybe one or two camera cuts when they were looking at the thrower, and it's like, wait yes, a second, okay. is it pouring there? And so uh, I think a few people on Twitter was like, wait, I had no idea it was raining this entire time. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're back in winter weather now, so like my short, I can't go in my shorts or anything anymore. It's in me, I'm in me all weather, in me all weather uh, trousers. I'm in me thick coat, uh, you know, hat, and we're in the, we're in those levels of uh, of weather now as the as winter sets in. Uh, here, so but like you said, hopefully no snow. Okay, right. Let's uh, let's have a break, and then when we will come back, we will look more a little bit more at Bradford than Sutton because obviously so much could happen before Sutton. So we'll uh, we'll just we'll talk a bit a little bit about Bradford, um, and we'll go from there. Cool, cool. Right, so we go to a stadium. That we, it's looking like. Uh, I don't know if you've picked this up on uh, on Twitter. It looks like there might be sort of twenty two to twenty five thousand people at this game on uh, on Saturday. Um, 
I think the last time I saw an update, I think it said there was about 21,000. Um, but there'll be people turning up on the day, etc. So um, I don't think it was all ticket. Um, so there will get more sales yet. And obviously, you know, we're only we're not halfway through the week, aren't we? So it might be somewhere near a full house as we go to uh, as we go to Bradford um, with our is it about three thousand, I think three three and a half thousand of us. Um, and as Tim from Fearless said, we'll need to be in good voice. Um, because obviously there'll be a lot of them um, as they look to spoil our party, as they all, all these sort of teams do now, don't they? Uh, we're a big target for them. So, uh, yeah, so Bradford it is. Uh, I've got tickets, so I'm going. I can't wait to go. Um, and um, I'm guessing you'll be watching from home somewhere. Yeah, I'll be watching from home. Uh, right now, my big uh, my big debate is: do I do it in the patio again, or do I watch it from inside? So, um, what's your routine for those? Are do you join the coaches? Do you go on your own? Do a bit, do a bit of both. So th- this time we're driving because um, this uh, there's actually there was all four of us are going this time, and then one of our friends Paul is coming in the car with us as well. So uh, that would have been sort of twenty twenty five pound each for a bus ticket. Um, so this time we, it was obviously it's cheaper to drive. So we're going to drive, um, but I do both to be honest. Um, uh, depends on the game and how far away it is and what we're, how many of us there are, because um, it gets expensive. You know when you've got city season tickets, you've got away tickets, you've then got buses if there's four or five of you. You know it, uh, it, it and then you've got a food and drink on the day, so it all adds up. Like so, um, so yeah. This time we're driving because that's a bit cheaper for us, and there's a couple of big car parks there, uh, I believe. So uh, yeah, we'll be. Uh, how long? Uh, how long is that drive to Bradford? Depends on the traffic. Um, so hopefully somewhere between two, two and a half hours, um, you know, all being well. So uh, not far, really, you know, much better than some of those ones. You know, when we last year, it felt like we were always doing four hours going down towards London. Um, so much better, much better. And Bradford are in say... an interesting. Bradford are in an interesting place. Don't know if you're uh, uh, if uh, if everyone will perhaps be aware. So obviously Bradford had an ex Wrexham boy managing them in Mark Hughes. Um, the ex-Man United um, uh, striker uh, had been there and sort of done okay with them last year. Did they get memories? My memory's gone now. Did they get in the playoffs or did they fail just before the playoffs? I think they got into the playoffs. Gosh, I can't remember. Terrible memory. Um, but this season hasn't started as well. Um, and then obviously a couple of weeks ago there was an announcement to say they'd. I, I don't know whether one party said for definite who'd left or who was fired, but they both basically said they were, uh, they'd parted company with him. Um, uh, and the temporary manager and their form has turned. So they've got, uh, they've got three wins on the bounce now, I believe, um, with the, with a, a fresh voice. Um, and we wait to see, I guess, whether they give him the job, whether they appoint somebody more experienced. Um, interestingly, MK Don's obviously, uh, uh, did a fire in this week and uh, quickly appointed, uh, and they took the guy from Gateshead who was doing amazingly there. They've been play- they played and scored some unbelievable football uh, and some unbelievable goals. Um, so MK Dons have snapped him up really quickly. Um, uh, so yeah, Bradford and Gillingham were the two teams at the same. I think on the same day or around the same day, um, both managers went. So. So it's going to be really interesting. We're going to a big club here, um, and we, it, you know it will be really interesting to see what 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 happens in the in the run up to it. 
Yeah, so I was looking. They did make the playoffs last year. They finished yeah. in six, so they did. They were able to make the playoffs. Um, so one of those, uh, you hit on some points. Uh, one of the things that I think it's very important um, is to just be patient with your coaches. I think, um, I mean, some of these firings we're, we're hearing about them like so soon. Like, I mean, MK Don so sh- showed some brilliance against us. I don't know if that was more of us or just them, but yeah, I thought it was crazy to already let, let, let him go. And so, I mean, I'm sure there's more context to it all because um, I'm looking from afar, but um, I do like that. It seems like our, our, our group is patient. They were patient with parking and it paid off at the end. And so I think it's important to be patient with your managers. Yeah. Um. I could, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, 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 it's hard, isn't it? There's always some other subcontext to those situations, isn't there? So, yeah. it's, uh, it's always hard to say. Um, but this, regardless of of form, what what you're learning is this: they're all hard games in this league, um, and all the teams seem to have amazing squads. Um, and I just thought, again, we'd sort of pull out a couple of. Uh, Pull out a couple of names people will recognise, um, ex-Wrexham fans will recognise, either from uh, people, players' time at Wrexham or just because they're sort of well-regarded. Um, so Kevin McDonald is the guy who's coaching him at the moment. Um, whether he's, I say, whether they appoint somebody this week or not, or whether they think, well, let's just keep it going, buy ourselves some time, and then if we start losing again, we'll make the appointment then. Uh, we'll see. But they had in Harry Lewis, the guy I'm pointed out here, they had probably the best goalkeeper in the league last season. Uh, He was exceptional. Um, He was very highly regarded, 25 years old. Um, Yeah, he was brilliant last season. So uh, that's, uh, you know, that that already is a problem. If you've got a decent keeper that you're going to have to beat, that's problematic, isn't it? Um, Sam Stubbs, so with some of the, uh, some of the, some of the people that followed Bolton and perhaps Everton more, uh, Sam Stubbs is the son, I think, of Alan Stubbs, who was the centre-half for a long time. Uh, excellent. It was a shame. He had no pace, so I don't. I think that's why England didn't pick Alan Stubbs, but he was an unbelievable footballer, great footballing centre-half. So, uh, so yeah, that's a name that a couple of people might uh, might pick up on. Well, he's been ranked as their uh, he's been ranked as their best player of the year so far. Yeah, far I can understand that. I that. think he's if he's obviously in his dad's image, and his dad was club captain, stalwart, unbelievable football in centre half. So I I totally get that. Uh, I can totally see that. Uh, see that. Um, Andy Cook, the perennial Andy Cook, that was a name we used to hear regularly. Just an out and out goal scorer. Um, for Dan Oliver, people will know that name. Uh, but Andy Cook um, is perennially is a top-notch goal scorer. Um, and Matt Derbyshire uh, is a name that uh, a few people will uh, will pick up on because uh, he had a little spell with us where he's played from Blackburn Rovers. Uh, he played 16 goal games and scored 10 goals. Um, so uh, that's, a, that's a blast from the past for a few people as well. Um, but uh, so yeah, there's 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 people in there. I mean, I I, I suspect Andy Cook will be uh, if he's fit and everything. Andy Cook will be the one that sort of uh, leads the line for them. And just if you look at his record, everywhere he goes, he kind of scores goals. Really, um, he's just you know um, his his best run was probably that sort of Barrow Tranmere those times. Um, where he's uh, where he's had his best time. So uh, so yeah, they're an well, experience. Oh, go on, sorry. 
Well, no, I just had to mention because if not, I'd get my uh, my Texan card uh, taken away from me. They have Jonathan Tompkinson. Oh, um, yeah, so the he's defender. a product. Yeah, he's a yeah, central that, yeah. defensive midfielder, an American kid, uh, more specifically a Texan. Um, so uh, okay. he came out. He came out from the uh, FC Dallas Academy, which is arguably the strongest academy in the U.S. It's between them or Philadelphia uh, right. and the MLS. They have the two strongest academies. And so, um, as you're seeing there, he's actually on loan. Um, from Norwich, so uh, yeah, uh, I don't think he'll play much time. Um, no. but uh, but uh, yeah, just you know, little shout out to him. That's yeah, my no, dream. That's, that's cool. <laughs> my dream is uh, Wrexham getting a Texan. Um, I think there'll be a, a record number of jerseys jerseys sold if that were to ever happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Um, or a Canadian or an American? Uh, well, we had a Canadian, didn't we? That didn't really work very well. Um, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll see. We gotta have the right one, haven't you? Um, so, um, so yeah, if you look at the form, both sides, um, you know, last three games, people, uh, we've won. So Bradford have beaten Wimbledon. Uh, I think that was away, I believe. I was hoping it was going to come up there and tell us, so I didn't have to click on it. I think no, it's, that was away. Wimbledon, if it's away on the Grimsby, left with footmark, home then. to Swindon. Yes. A uh, bit slow and sluggish is the old internet there. So yeah, so they've had a good run. We're on a good run. Um, you know, they've they they've obviously recovering because they uh, they were languishing in this sort of bottom section here for uh, for a little bit prior to, which is why Mark Hughes left. Um, so um, so yeah, we're they're uh, they're making their way up the table. The table as it stands looks like that. So we're in fifth. This Stockport County who've come out of nowhere. If you think we were. Doing much better than them at the start of the season, they've come out of nowhere to take that uh, to take that top spot currently. Off of County, who got a paste in at Mansfield, which uh, we were watching. I was watching that game actually just to, uh, just to divert for a second. I was watching that game before I left the house. Then I watched a bit more of it when we got in the ground because they have it on the TVs in, uh, underneath the stadium, and uh, I couldn't believe it really because County scored first very early. I thought, oh this. It's going to be the, the game, this. Um, so Mansfield played some brilliant football. Uh, thoroughly deserved that 4-1 victory. And that's a derby for them. That's a, a big game. So, uh, And, of course, Mansfield, we've, we've drawn in the FA Cup. So, uh, you know, uh, they're going to be... I think they... I'm a big admirer of uh, Nigel Clough. Um, I, I think they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. But anyway, well, let's... Let's go back to uh, let's go back to Bradford. Unless you've got a nugget there, go on. You look like you're about to say something. Oh no, just a little foot mob hack for you. The team on the left is always a home team. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I did uh, I did suss that. I didn't trust me gut because I didn't always. Oh, it was only this season I've started using foot mob because they didn't have national league sort of stats and stuff. So uh, so yeah, and of course yeah. NFL is the opposite. So I have to, I often I find myself having to think about it because. For us, anyway, it's 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 your it's the the away team at the home team is how everything is portrayed to us, and I'm assuming that's the, that's how it is for you. So uh, depending which sport I'm looking at, I have to I have to double check myself now. Um, well, not only that for me, for me it's like what because I'll watch soccer, I watch Mexican league, MLS, and you know English, yeah. and it's like it depends on the country too because yes. Mexico's backwards, and I'm just yeah. Oh. But uh, f- yeah, foot mob for us, that's what it is. They're um, standard, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so I guess we have to think about uh, team news, 
and scores. So let's go with team news first. Um, expecting anything? What are you expecting? What 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 will be the changes? I guess uh, rather than going through every position, because I I suspect there'll be one, maybe two changes. I think um, I think Ryan Barnett is the obvious uh, change yeah. going back into the starting eleven. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything else. I mean, yeah. ideally I'd, I'd like to see Fletcher start, but I think he came in in the 65th minute, which was still kind of late. Um, so like you said, I think with Fletcher, we would slowly integrate him sooner and sooner as opposed to just starting him. Um, but I think we found, I think we found the lineup that Parky wants to stick with and kind of let them gel together. Yeah. So, uh, I think, um, Barnett in for James would be the only really big change that I would make. Yeah, I, I so I suspect I suspect that's the case. Um interestingly today in the leader Phil Parkinson has kind of uh given uh Bentoza some support and said, "Yeah, we're just letting him freshen up. Uh as soon as he's ready, he'll be back. Um he'll be back in." I can't remember what his exact words were. And those are the little articles that you have to look at sometimes and and, and you go, "Hmm, right. So, does he perhaps not as O'Connell let him down in the last game, and he's thinking, ideally, I'm going to move O'Connell to left or Tunnicliffe to left, uh, and let's bring Tozer in the middle, and let's let's do something there. So that's the the only reason I mention it is those those articles sometimes that they're there for the timing is 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 kind yeah. of there for a reason. They they're almost hinting at what they might do. So um, that's that's the only other one I think. We just wondered maybe whether they might think. Defensively, we've we've lost a, we, we've lost the balance again. Um, do we do something? Um, I personally, I think O'Connell was man of the match. Interestingly, the other day we didn't talk about that. For me, he was outstanding. Even though we've conceded two goals, and at times, you know, some of the defending wasn't great. I thought he was really, really good. Um, gives me a lot of confidence that if toes is out, we have got somebody that can play in the middle. Uh, we just have to learn how to play differently, and that's what we were. That's what we're doing currently. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I suspect sus- my gut feeling says it's just Barnett. But if we turn up and there is one of the something happens in the defense and there's a shuffle with either Tunnicliffe or Toza coming in, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, score wise, what are you what 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 are you what are you feeling? What's your head telling you, not your heart? Because your heart always says, Well, yeah, we're going to win this, there's no problem, but uh. I think it's going to be another another high scoring match. Um, I would say I would I'll just stick with three two. I think that's the safer bet. Three two yeah. Wrexham. So I don't think that's a bad shout, and I will tell you for why. Uh, when I was on here before, let me just where was the? Uh, I've, oh, I've lost the uh, I've lost the page I was on now. I was on a page before, and it was telling me the expect the average goals that both sides were scoring and conceding. And I just looked at it and went, oh, "There's just no way this is going to be a nil-nil or a or a one-nil." Like <laughs> we score two goals a game, and we concede two goals a game. They score at least one goal a game, and they concede one goal a game. It was roughly around that, so I was like, mm, "Yeah, this is uh, this is set up to be goals." So I'm going to go two. I think it's a two-one Wrexham win. I thought you were gonna. I was waiting for some. Uh, I was waiting for some some comeback there on that. <laughs> I thought you were no, gonna no. go. No, there's no way. 
No, I, I'm I'm just trying to think. I mean, I could see I could see either. I just um I have a. I think uh, Cook puts. I think I don't know. He he worries me, so I think he yeah. puts in. I think he puts in a brace at least. Uh, I um mm. I don't know. You know, you've got me in my head. I'm thinking about uh, O'Connell. I because I agreed with you. I thought he had a really strong match, and a lot of those goals. I mean, Hayden missing the header or losing the header. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And Aaron James was like you had said earlier. Um, so. I I'm kind of stuck on on the lineup that you had said. I didn't catch that interview. I need to I need to go back and look at it. I don't think O'Connell has done anything to lose his position. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really I'm really curious now. I was thinking that wasn't even an option, but now that you said the the interview, now I'm uh, I'm starting to get yeah. a bit concerned. And it might be nothing. It might just be Parky just giving him some general support. But you know, normally these things are timed for a reason. You know, they give a uh, you know. So let's see, because obviously training will make a difference, won't it? If players get injured, et cetera, something might happen. Um, so how is Parky in those? Is he like, because in the NFL, a lot of times they like to throw curveballs and not give up too much info. Is he pretty transparent in those interviews? Is he saying what he's thinking? Um, no, I think they try and keep as much as they can as close to their chest as possible. Um, they don't. They certainly don't say a lot about injuries and stuff. They don't give a lot away from that point of view. But like just before Conquo got his first start, they'd done an art. There was an article that week uh, where they're talking about how comfortable he was, how confident he was, and how when he gets his opportunity, Parky was confident. And then he started on the Saturday, so and that was a surprise to a lot of people. So you know there are just little nuggets out there of what they're of what they're thinking. You know, so uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see. But uh, a Wrexham win, hopefully, is what we're. Is what we're, we're we're basically saying, aren't we? Um, and then we follow that up. Let's touch quickly on uh, Sutton United. So we follow that up with a home game against Sutton. Um, so pre-game, there's uh, a great uh, a great meal deal in the Mice Gwyn. Uh, so I'm going there for the meal deal and to see Brian Flynn uh, and I think they've had Kevin Reeves as well now talk uh, for an hour or so before the game. So that'll be good. Um, I think there's still tickets left, so go on the MySquin website and you can book your seat. Um, but then Sutton United, so Sutton United come to the race course ground. Um, very mixed form, um, if you, uh, if you, as you can imagine. I mean, God. Last as of today. At the bottom of the table. Um, they've got seven points from 13 games. They've got erratic form. You know, they're, uh, they'll pull out a win here and there. But generally, they're getting—they're not in a good place, so that can only mean one thing, can it? They're going to come here and turn us over really yeah. randomly. It's all set up, isn't it? Um, so again, we won't predict teams because obviously it's hard because we don't know whether who's going to get sent off or injured, etc. But I guess just give us some quick thoughts on what you're expecting from the Sutton game and maybe a score prediction. Um, I mean. Like you said, is my am I predicting my heart or my gut? Um, I think it's going to be a fairly easy win. I mean, it, if I'm Parky, uh, Saturday might be that game where a few of our guys get their yellow. Lee, um, a few of those I don't guys. Know we've got after it. That's the problem. It's the one that you've got. You know, that's yeah. The, it's, it's yeah. Oh, I see. So against Bradford. Yeah. yeah, yeah if you Bradford. wanted to, to to take a take a give Elliot Lee a, a late yellow, sub yeah, him yeah, off. Yeah. Get Davis on and then play Davis against Sutton. Yeah, that's, that'd be nice to see some real 
tactical astuteness, but yeah. So if that if we're, if we're going to go that route, that I think this Saturday is the the day we do that. Um, I th- my brain is telling me it's going to be a fairly easy win. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, I've been heartbroken too many times in the world of sport over <laughs> this exact scenario. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if something crazier happens. It's random, isn't it? Um, so I'm I'm going to. The question for me is, will we concede? I think we'll score. I think we'll score three goals at least against them. So I'm going at least three nil. I'll put. I'm not going to sit on the fence like you. Yeah. Give me a score. Come on. Come on. Uh. I don't think we'll concede either. I okay. think uh, that's a good score. Actually, I. You know what? Let's let's get crazy. Let's do. I think we're gonna have another four. Four nothing, five nothing match. Oh, okay, all right. I'll take. I'll settle National for that. League days. Yeah, I'll settle for that. You know, the, the the point is, like minimum, you'd like to get four points from these two games. In an I, if you get six, that's great. But because uh, we've got some big games coming up following that, but uh, if we can get four, you know, if a, a draw away at Bradford isn't a bad result. Um, if you, as long as you win that Sutton game, uh, as mm-hmm. we've seen with that draw away at Mansfield, now doesn't look a bad point given that they've. Got stuffed, uh, good gone and stuff. Notts County uh, away as well. Um, so, uh, so yeah, good stuff. Okay, we'll we'll leave it there, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back. We'll have two games to review next week, won't we? So we'll come back in a week's time. And we'll uh, we'll see what uh, see what damage we can do. So, uh, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. No, yeah, thanks for having me again. Um, so, Anytime. looking forward to Saturday up the town, everyone. And I'm looking forward to seeing and meeting you all very, very soon. Yeah, I should just add, I am going to, the plan is uh, the podcast will go out later today. Uh, It'll go out on Premier Radio at five o'clock tomorrow um, because it gets uploaded to them. And then Alex Carter is going to hopefully, if he's recovered from surgery, which he tells me he is, uh, we're going to do the breakdown tomorrow. So we'll do that on YouTube. Um, Nice. So um, he's going to do the uh, the breakdown of that Salford game. So we'll do the uh, the video sort of look back, as it were, of uh, of the game. Uh, he couldn't come on today because he had something else going on. So I was like, right, I'll do the podcast today, and we'll do the breakdown tomorrow if you if you're game for that. And he was like, yes. So uh, so hopefully Alex will be back. He's had a uh, cruciate ligament rebuilt or whatever they do. So, uh, but he, he assures me he's. Uh, is he'll be in good spirits by then so hopefully that'll be but that'll just go up on youtube because obviously it's more visual than anything so we'll we'll do that right great great thank you mate well thank you i'll be on the lookout looking forward to seeing that breakdown and uh yeah i guess same time next week we'll see you folks There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragonfly.
Back in the football league. 